Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Today is the Feast of the Guardian Angels. At the resurrection, Mary rushed to the tomb. Angels were there. As she looked, the angels asked her, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy angel, guardian mine, given me by love divine, day and night watch over me. From harm, from sin, let me be free. By a pious life I fain would eternal joys attain. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of the Angels, pray for us. The show's fitting for listening with the children. To teach children, they should know. Most children already know they have a special friend or an invisible friend, or they know that there's a person there. Seems that adults, we tend to forget. But it's part of our faith. Our Lord tells us about the children to beware the way we approach them because their angels always behold the face of God. That goes for each of us listening as well. Everyone has a special guardian angel given to them by God. St. Thomas Aquinas tells us every angel is so unique, they're they're their own species to themselves. So my angel is different than your angel, is different than another guy's angel. We all, they're just unique. In a day and age when everybody's seeking identity and they want to be special, it seems like we got somebody special right next to us that can tell us about our own specialness, right? Now, the guardian angel, the role is a little bit different for a baptized. For ordinary people, the angel's primary role is to keep the person alive. Once baptized, however, the angel's mission changes towards getting the person to heaven to be in heaven with him, to be there with God. The dignity of an angel given to each person is different, and, and it's it depends on the dignity of whom they're assigned. Uh, and this is, I'm reading, this is coming from the Catechism Explained. Ordinary Christians have one of the lower orders of angels. Priests, bishops, kings, etc., they have nobler spirits to guard them. That only makes sense, right? They got more responsibility, more things to do, more uh, charge and authority over greater things. Thus, they get angels that have more capacity or more to them. But that doesn't mean that just because your angels a lower form, our Lord's comment about their angels behold the face of God in heaven. Just because they're a lower angel doesn't mean they're not capable. In cities, countries, we call it Fatima, the angel of Portugal came to the children. Parishes, religious houses, they all have their own guardian angels too. We'll get at the end we'll get into why that might be a little bit important because when you meet people, when you do things, You should be aware of places where God has entrusted angels. Now, some of the things that get 
interesting are there's four principal ways that our angels help us. I think, you know, when you look at uh, society today, they always show that little, you know, just face with the little chubby arms and like it's a baby. Mm. It, it might look like that. They might take that form at different times. But I think when we go through what your angel does for you, you'll get a different idea. The first thing that they do, particularly for a baptized Catholic, is assisting by putting good thoughts into our minds. And they move us, these thoughts are meant to move us to doing good. Our Lord tells us without him, you can do no good. Your angel's job there is to help you do good, principally by leading you to our Lord. The angels who appeared, some examples of this, the angels that appeared at the nativity at Bethlehem that came to the shepherds, they told them. They told them what had happened, and they were singing glory, and so much so that the, the, the shepherds came to adore our Lord. And the angels I mentioned earlier who were seen at the tomb of Christ after his ascension. I love it. It almost sounds like a smart aleck thing that here's the apostles staring up into the sky, wondering, you know, our Lord's gone. And what do the angels say to them? Why are you sitting there staring in the sky? I mean, I think it, I, it, it just strikes me as funny all the time. And same thing with the angels at the tomb. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. Yeah, it's almost, you can almost put like a Jersey accent on him. Like he, he ain't here. You know, like you should have known better. So angels, they, they appear and you see them and we have this tendency not to think that these things aren't still happening today, but they are. There are instances that I mentioned, such as those to the shepherds at the tomb and other places where instances of, where angels have made themselves visible, such as the angels that went to Sodom and Gomorrah to get Lot and his family out. But they usually don't. Ordinarily, angels are spirits and they're not visible in this world. But they still move your mind and they still move us to, to, to step towards that which conducive to the welfare of our souls or for the unbaptized, their bodies. Not that, it's not that your angel, now that you're baptized, doesn't care about your body either. But his principal concern is the welfare of your soul. They intervene, and if you think hard enough, you've had strange things happen where, I, I think everybody has, where they know something happened different than it should have that saved them from harm, saved them from danger, uh, whether it was a secret impulse, whether it was just for whatever reason you did something different that day, and, and that was likely your angel helping you. I can think of instances where, I remember, oh, 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 I have to get this thing and I'm delayed in the car and you see this really bad accident and you realize that just happened. That could have been me in the middle of that accident. Things like that are usually your angel helping you. Number two of our four things, the ways angels help. They offer our prayers and our good works to God. You know, we have so much Protestant influence and and evangelical influence. And I don't need anybody between me and Jesus. Jesus is my only intermediary. 
they kind of missed the way God set it up. God made a society for us. Now, the Society of Heaven, the Church Triumphant, those are people that always have already merited being there. Your angel, my angel, has merited being there. Our Lord says they always behold the face of God. We learn about this in Saint, when St. Saint Raphael took Tobias's prayers to heaven. And again, you see it in the book of Apocalypse. The angel in Apocalypse offers the prayers of the saints in a golden censer. And it's not because God doesn't want to hear our prayers. That's, that's not what, what's going on, but think for a minute. The way God ordered creation, they're messengers. They're not just messengers, but that's one of their principal functions, is to be a messenger. And so God shows us where these angels do this. They take your prayers to him, and they make it pleasing to him. And they mingle their prayers with ours, your own angel prays too. And through that, he makes it more acceptable to God. In, in all the benefits we receive from God, Saint says St. Thomas Aquinas, our angel, our guardian angel, takes part because he helps in obtaining them for us. Now think of that for a minute. Here's somebody who's obtaining graces for you, working on your behalf, helping for the salvation of your soul, working with God. He hasn't asked yet, but I know he needs this. Think of that. You got somebody looking out for you. You know, we like to say, you know, these days, best friends, uh, I got your back. Your angel really does. And he's got it in more ways than you're even aware. Our Lord says, without me, you can do nothing. Your angel knows that. And he knows, ah, Hardhead, he's going to do this. I better go ask God for help with that or it's just not going to work. How many times you'll find out, we'll all find out at our judgment, just how helpful this friend from God, given to you by God, has been to you for your whole life. Again, the biggest benefit, of course, is mixing their prayers with yours before our Lord, making them more acceptable, more pleasing, more apt to be good. Number three of four, we mentioned some of this, they protect us from danger. Now, that danger is not just uh, car wrecks. They could protect you from wicked people. They could uh, can, uh, protect you from evil plots, uh, conspiracies. Although that's a charged word these days, you know, in the news and stuff. But, you know, St. Peter, when he was imprisoned, what happens? The angel comes, opens the door for him, says, come on. Daniel in the den of lions, and there were three young men in the fiery furnace with them. Uh, and we read stories sometimes of children being run over, you know, falling from a height, whether it's out of a building or something like that, and the children escape unhurt. Uh, you can scarcely doubt that this was owing to the event, uh, intervention of a guardian angel. There's shows that go on, but you know, they dramatize it and stuff like that. But these accounts are fairly frequent in the news where some awful thing happens. And I can tell, let's go to the car wreck. And I can think of car wrecks where just this terrible stuff happens and the news is astonished because the guy gets out of the car unharmed or something like that. Thus, God has commissioned these angels to help us and he has 
you know, the quote in the Psalms is he has given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways in their hands. Thou shalt bear thee up lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. You know, it's the Psalms have a poetic way of talking. Sometimes they're really dead on, but stubbing a toe, breaking a toe is painful and can cause all kinds of havoc. So it's a good poetic part, but they, it really means all danger. But the chief office, I hit, I hit at it earlier, the chief office of your angel is to protect you from the snares of the devil. The holy angels, they have power over, over the evil spirits, and they fly away at your angel's approach. You should be close to your guardian angel at all times. You know, it's not like the, the old dramatizations where you have one angel on one shoulder and the evil angel on the other shoulder and that they're fighting with each other. Yeah, they do fight with each other. Uh, St. Padre Pio, a mystic who had seen his angel flying, glorifying God while Padre Pio fought with his devil. I got news for most people. We're not mystics of St. Padre Pio's level. Our angel is going to be there helping us. And Padre Pio got mad at his angel for not helping uh, but he, there was a, in the life of a great mystic for us, ordinary folks who aren't yet great mystics. Maybe we will someday. Our angel does fight the devil, but it's not a tug of war with you. The way the drama would do your angel can, it can basically run them off. So you should commit yourself always to the carrier guardian angel, especially for dangers. So before you go on a trip, before you undertake a new business or a, a new endeavor of some kind, you should, and when you, uh, and when your friends go or do these things, you should, you should implore their angels to help them. And, that, and we get that from even Tobias had done that. When Tobias was going on his journey, his father said to him, may God send his angel to be uh, with you. And thus we have the great story because God did. And it happened in such a way that we're told about it. And it's part of the Bible. But these grand stories that you read in the Bible, they're meant to be your story. You know, that that drama, that all that movement, all those things that happen in those Bible stories that happen in your life too. It, they should, you should approach it that way. You should understand that's how important you are to God. That's how much he loves you. You have an angel to accompany you. Now, number four, out of our four ways that angels principally help us, they reveal the will of God. I don't know, you know, how much consternation people have today about the will of God and uh, I'm seeking to discern the will of God. And sometimes I think they apply, uh, uh, discernment even to you know uh, being paralyzed by discernment because they're not even sure what color socks to wear that day your angel can help with that you know that some of the places where this comes up uh in the bible and getting these from the catechism explain when abraham thinks he's doing what god wants is bringing his son up to sacrifice it's the angel that stops him or the angel that came to Zacharias. Or again, St. Gabriel came to the Blessed Mother to reveal to them the will of God. And in many of these cases, except for Our Lady, 
But in all the other cases where these angels appear, what's the first thing they say? Do not be afraid. Because the, at first, the, 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 the angel being so different from us, they, they, they throw this glory of God off, which causes people fear. It soon changes in every case where they're happy times or good times. They're, you know, because angels are meant to be our friends. They're going to be our eternal friends in heaven. And so it's just the opposite many times with the, you know, this comes from St. Ignatius in the uh, spiritual exercises. A lot of times just the opposite with, with evil spirits where it, it seems to sound good at first, but it soon changes to confusion and fear. So how do we avail ourselves of this? You know, if you want the protection, of your guardian angel, you have to try and imitate them in a holy life. You know, you have to honor them. You have to invoke their aid. In other words, you should kind of be a friend with them, right? You text your friends and email your friends. Or you call them on the phone. Shouldn't you do that with your guardian angel too? It's it's difficult today, though. You know, we need to be more like a child that will talk about their invisible friend. You don't have to say, I have an invisible friend. I mean, especially in today's day and age, you know, they'll redline you and block you from all kinds of stuff because they say you're crazy, but you're not crazy. People do talk about angels, but Catholics don't. Some do, but we should. We've got the truth. We've got everything that we need about them. So children, you know, they they enjoy the protection of angels, but they also have this more open, uh, I think they, they see their angels more because children have more innocence. You know, the holier you get, the more innocent you recover, the more modest you recover, the more you will attract angels. And sin will repulse. You know, it's like everything else in heaven. It's repulsed by sin. Uh, pretty much like the catechism says here, as smoke drives away bees, so sin drives away angels. You can't expect your guardian angel to assist you in sinful endeavors. That it probably doesn't even need to be explained. If you have an angel helping you in sinful endeavors, it's not your guardian angel, nor is it any other angel from heaven. That's an evil angel. And as a matter of fact, your angel won't help you with anything displeasing God. It's probably one of the things to discuss when you're beginning an endeavor or a project or to do something. Is angel help me do help me do this in a way that brings glory to God? Your angel will very joyfully help you. But you also, you should recognize, you know, one of those things like, and it's in the catechism, I had to think about this. It it mentions you should congratulate your angel on his faithfulness to God. You have to remember the angels were tested. And by being a guardian angel, it means that your your guardian angel has won his battle. I never really thought of it that way. I guess, you know, you read all this angelology, read the theology, read it, but it, just the way it's stated in that uh, catechism explained, it's something that you probably didn't realize is your angel knows what the struggle's like. It can share the struggles of holiness. It can share with you in that struggle. And you can tell them, hey, you've already figured this out. Help me do it. And, you know, the faithfulness to God through that test, he knows what it's like to be tested. None of us will escape this life without being tested. 
Your angel has already survived the test. So you should salute them. Make one of the first people you should greet in the morning is your angel. One of the last people you should speak to at night is your angel. Some say, you know, recall St. Joseph when he's working through understanding what's going on in his life with the Blessed Mother. And when he's looking at it from the facts he knew, an angel came to him and explained to him. And he came in a dream. Yeah, oftentimes, and the catechism explained, gets into it, and other places get into it too, where it's often thought that perhaps the guardian angels influence our dreams too. It happens in scriptures. That's not to say every dream you have comes from your guardian angel, certainly not. And, and likely uh, nightmares don't come from your guardian angel. Um, but other dreams, other things. How many times have you seen it in a dream and the next thing you know it happened? Almost telling you what, you know, what to expect so that you're not, so that you're prepared. That's your guardian angel helping you out. So one of the things that uh, you should do is thank him for his help. Tobias, you know, brought him up as the example, but um, commenting on, on Ray Phillies is, you know, who can be, what can be worthy of these benefits? And, and what can we give the father saying for everything that Raphael had done for his son? He goes, what can we give sufficient for all these things he's done for us? So today, the feast of the guardian angels, just make a special effort to thank him. And even if you, you know, you don't catch this for a couple of days and you're listening, it, it's okay. Take your guardian angel, you know, if you haven't done it in a while, just take this as an opportunity and a reminder to say, Hey, You know, God sent you to me, and I don't talk to you enough, but thanks for all your help. The fact that I'm in a state of grace means you help me. Help me figure this out better that I could be holier. Help me figure this out better that I could please God more. Help me. Why don't you conspire with your guardian angel to do something special that makes Jesus smile? Because your guardian, and then tell your guardian angel, tell me if he smiles. Conspire towards holiness with your guardian angel. He's your, he's your friend. He's, you know, your co-conspirator in your goal to heaven. I mentioned this prayer at the beginning and and part of it is it touched me because we all know the regular, I think the most common uh, guardian angel prayer these days are angel of God, my guardian dear to whom God's love commits me here ever this day be at my side to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. Amen. That's probably the, if I say that most people say the prayer to a guardian angel, that's the one that's going to rattle. If they know prayers, that'll be the one they rattle off. You listening, that's probably the one you rattle off or very similar. The words are a little bit different sometimes. But I love this prayer to our guardian angel from the catechism explained. I'll say it again. Holy angel, guardian mine, given me by love divine, day and night watch over me, free from harm, from sin, let me be free. By a pious life I fain would eternal joys attain. Amen. That's beautiful. So, you have a guardian angel, befriend them. And he just hears a couple quick ideas. You know, maybe you're thinking, oh, I let too much time go on. You know, let me give you a few key you know they, they, success people and business consulting always talks that you should attach habits to uh, 
something else you do. They call it stacking habits. And one of the things is because they, they serve as memory triggers, one thing to another. If you lock the door, remember to say a Hail Mary. If you uh, open the garage door to get the car out, remember your, your guardian angel. And so you, you, you tag it together in your mind. Oh, the, gar- the garage door is open. Say a prayer to the guardian angel. But think of this. When you meet people, you send your angel to talk to their angel. Can you imagine what that's like? I mean, they're, they're going to talk anyway. Why not, you know, tell your angel, hey, I'm going to talk to this guy. Go talk to his angel and uh, cut me a deal. You know, maybe you're going to go buy a car or something. Send your angel out to scope it out. It's a good idea. The dealership wouldn't be expecting that, right? So then you have questions about God and life. Who should you ask? I think your first stop should be your angel. I mean, he's sitting there looking at God. If you want to know a saint or an angel in heaven, you know, if you, they call it networking. You know, it's the big word, buzzword. It's still, it, networking still called that or, you know, in, in the social media thing, it's influencers. You know, but if you want to know a saint, you got a guy that knows everybody in heaven. Your angel. You tell him, hey, I heard about the saint. I would like to know more about him. I'd like to meet him or whatever. That your angel's your guy. So if you have a good thought, talk to your angel about it. If you have a bad thought, talk to your angel about it. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I think that it's probably the wrong way to put it, but maybe we should ask our angel things before we Google them. Or maybe when you go to Google stuff, ask your angel at the same time. I didn't even think of that that till till we were here, but I mean, I'll try that myself because I, I know I've asked them to help me research things before, but I I didn't tie it together that that's a that's a trigger uh, an action that we take. Oh, I'm going to Google that. Well, maybe it should be I'm going to ask my angel that, and and we'll Google it together. So I mentioned those angels at the tomb for a reason giving all these things that your angel does for you. Wouldn't it be great that our guardian angel could say the same of us when the devil after Easter thinks to find us still sleeping in the sepulcher of sin, that your angel could tell him you seek the living among the dead, the converted with the sinners. He's not here. Our Lord has taken him. That would be the best thing for your angel. And I mentioned it the other day. You don't want to get the final judgment and leave your angel in the place where he has to say, I don't know, he never spoke to me. Or I don't know, she never spoke to me. Our angel guardian and the angels whom we have specially honored on earth will take our cause up in purgatory as well. Don't overlook this friend that God's given you. I hope I've inspired you to pray to your guardian angel and make a lifelong friend. You have been listening to a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation, founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II to be a stalwart preservative of the Catholic faith amidst the confusion. I'm the president of the Bellarmine Forum, John B. Manos. I've been speaking to you about guardian angels today. 
If you would like to, this show is underwritten by an anonymous donor who asks us to remind you to pray your rosary daily. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please contact us at the telephone number or at the uh, contact us link on the website. This show is offered to the glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother.